Peterton Live. You can call us, 800-222-5222. We're going to talk about the debate from a different perspective, though. Leadership qualities. We've got Erica Pietler on. She's a leadership performance coach. She's got a book out. She, she coaches, if I'm correct, CEOs and companies and tries to get them to perform at their peak. Is that a, a good way to put it, Erica? That's a great way to put it, Peter. So let me just say one thing and see if I'm right about this. Uh, my observation on leadership is if somebody's non-conflicted, if you see a performance that's non-conflicted, even if they're wrong, they, if, if they do it in a non-conflicted way, it's very addicting to people because they look at somebody who's powerful, who just goes for it, doesn't doubt themselves at all. And those are some of our biggest leaders. Is that kind of right? Well, you know, clearly people who have charisma and people who are very strong in their communication skills capture our attention. So, you know, we're seeing that with Trump right now, right? He's capturing our attention, he's engaging, he's really grabbing us. But leadership is really a pretty complex set of skills, and I think what's really exciting about watching the, uh, the GOP candidates right now is they're showing us a variety of things. And the lens that I'm looking through, and I think most people are trying to figure out the, uh, the candidates through is, how are they communicating and how do they build relationships? And are they building a relationship with us as well as will they be good representatives of building relationships with, uh, with heads of states as well as people across the various aisles. Okay, so when you look at Trump, it's really interesting because it was at the Reagan Library. Yep. Reagan made you feel good. He was positive. His message was always positive. It wasn't brash. He wasn't egomaniacal. And I always say the best leaders have one thing in common. It's not what they say. It's how they make you feel. Can Trump continue being this brash guy who's taking shots at people it's working right now. His ratings, I think, based on some polls, took a bump after the, the last debate. Is that going to play forever? Can he get into office and continue to do that and make people feel something? You know, because, again, it's not what Reagan did. It's not what a lot of leaders do. They, they inspire you. They're not cutting other people up. They're not as brash as he is. But for, right now, because of the anger in the country, it's working. Will that continue to work? You know, I don't think it can continue to work because I think he's already coming up against a couple of challenges. One is what he's brought to the table, which has been fantastic, is he's brought this veritas, right? He's saying the things that we haven't been able to say. He's putting it out there. He's being real. The challenge for him is does he have the gravitas to really influence people? You know, when it's not a transactional deal, when it's about money or when it's about objectivity, when it really involves complications and relationships, does he have the gravitas to really influence, build relationships, and more than just get along with people? Can he really build um, relationships with people that could be for the greater good? I think he's running up against that already. I don't know if he has the long-term credibility to be able to provide that. And I think we're also seeing some other candidates now starting to break out of the crowd and demonstrate really a nice balance between communication and relationship. Well, so- Fiorina is starting. I saw her today. Whether you like what she's saying, disagree with what she's saying, or on the same page, she's a, good, she's a really good speaker. I didn't realize how forceful she is and how straight ahead. I mean, she's well thought out, really articulate. The one shot that people are taking at her is she should smile more and be a little bit more bubbly. I guess that's not who she is. Well, you know, I think, I think she has a great package in terms of the skill set that she's showing the world right now. I think she is very articulate in business. She's demonstrated a great command of the world dynamics and um, economic issues, as well as technology. She's coming across, like someone described her as steely strong. She's coming across super strong. I think her comment last night or on the debate night on uh, being a mom who, who has had some 
challenges, obviously, and has lost a, a child, right. uh, made her more approachable. But I think, you know, if she can become more approachable over the course of time, she really has a, a great skill set overall. And I think she stood her ground really nicely, and I think she did a great job of avoiding being suckered into any kind of confrontation with Trump last night. So, okay, so let's go the other way. So Trump is dynamic. He's bombastic. She's pretty straight ahead and cutting through. Ben Carson is, is number two. He's yeah. not dynamic. He's not, he's not cutting through in the same way they are. What's resonating with the public with him? You know, I, it's a great question, and I've actually been thinking about that and looking at that. And he's really he's the antithesis of where everybody is right now, right? So he's soft-spoken. He comes across open. He comes across contemplative, like his mind is not made up. He actually comes across as the one candidate in the race that's really, really listening very hard. He comes across like he's a solution seeker. And I think he creates space for other people, including us as, as voters out there, to be involved and engaged in the process with him. And I think that that's very becoming, and it certainly is energetically, diametrically opposed. You know what? Can you hold for a second, Erica? I want to talk about some of the other candidates. We'll take calls sure. to 800-222-5222. And then I want some tips because you get paid a lot of money. But I want some tips for free on people out there, how they can be more dynamic. More dynamic. A lot of people don't like to get up and speak in front of people. A lot of people don't know how to command attention. If you can give us a tip, that would be great when we come back. More with Erica. Uh, Peter, right after this. Peter Tillman Live. The phone number 800-222-5222. We're talking about leadership with Erica Peter. She's a leadership performance coach. She has her own company. She has a book out called Open Up and Say Ah, which is available at Amazon.com. Why is the book called Open Up and Say Ah? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's an acronym that stands for Awareness, Acceptance, um, and Alignment, and uh, Happiness. So how do you create that? Actually, I just wrote another book called Leadership Rigor, which is really about leadership and, and, uh, and how you can lead yourself, lead teams, and lead organizations. All right, so before we go back to the candidates, because I'm selfish, forget about them for a minute. Let's talk about me and everybody listening. <laughs> There are a lot. Most people are followers. Most people don't want to be in a leadership position because leadership means you have to take risks. Leadership means you have to make big decisions. And leadership means there's going to be failures there. And that's really scary. Um, I used to be really scared getting up, well, nervous and uncomfortable getting up in front of groups of people. And I don't know when it changed where I just didn't care anymore and was looking forward to what I had to say. And we go up in front of 14,000 people, 7,000 people. It didn't matter. And now it's a rush for me to do it. I love doing it. It's great getting up in front of a group of people and getting a laugh or giving them a piece of information. What, how do you tell people to do that, to turn it around so they can be leaders? What is the one thing that everybody listening can do to kind of flip it? Well, I mean, I think what you did, and, and it sounds like you did this in a, in a very conscious way, you, know, you started to become comfortable in your own skin. You know, we can't be who we're not. So, you know, one of the things that's a real struggle is we have to find our own sense of authenticity and our own leadership style. So, you know, who are we? And we're only really believable. We're only comfortable. We're only able to take those risks and make those changes when we know who we are and we're able to really connect with ourselves. If we don't have a relationship with ourselves, believe it or not, we don't know who we are. So how do you do that? You, can't do you, you, you get comfortable with, hey, I, I'm going to speak my truth. I'm going to tell you who I am. I'm going to be willing to put myself out there. And I'm not going to be afraid of the judgment because I know who I am, and, and that's okay. I'm okay with me. And can you, okay, so now back to the candidates. Can you tell of that, of that group, that 11-person 11, 11 group in the main debate, who's comfortable in their own skin and who's having problems? Yeah, I think we have a couple of people. I think we have a couple of people. First of all, Trump is extremely comfortable in his own skin. 
right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I think he's super authentic, and I think he's very believable for who he is. The question is, do we trust him, and does he fit the role that we're looking to fill, right? But he's super authentic. I think Fiorina is pretty authentic. I think she's, you know, pretty strong. She's pretty intellectual. I think she's pretty driven. She's showing up, you know, really clear. I think Bush is having a hard time. I think he's really trying to project something that is a little bit outside of his own comfort zone. He's really not that, you know, uh, charismatic person, doesn't probably enjoy getting up in front of everyone as much as he likes. You know, you asked for a couple of tips. I'll tell you one tip that he needs to do really, really quickly, and that is get control of his body language. His body language is shouting at me so loudly in a negative way, the way he's holding his shoulders, slumping over. He's a tall man. He has physical, you know, tall presence. He's not using it, and it's shutting down my ability and probably a lot of people's ability to really hear what his verbals are. And it's funny you say that because my son, who's 19 now, um, a good kid, he performs, plays in front of people. I always, my wife and I both tell him, stand up straight, put your shoulders up, because when you slouch, it really does project that there's something wrong, that not a leadership thing, a weakness. It's really a weird body language. It is, and he's really, I mean, he's really in a, in a trouble situation right now because I think that really is speaking super loudly. You know, another tip that, you know, I, I give people is, you know, be clear about your intention and your impact. You know, what's playing in our head, Peter, about what we want to say, how we want to show up, you know, may not always be in line with the impact that we have. So, you know, for example, the other night at the debate um, when Christy kind of leaned over and said to Carly Fiorina, hey, Carly, you can interrupt anybody else on this stage, but you can't interrupt me. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, that actually probably had a more negative impact than he intended. I think he was just trying to, you know, stand up strong. But because she was the only woman and because he didn't really do that as forcefully with other people, I think that was a negative. And Trump today, right, in the news with the, uh, the gentleman who asked him a question about Muslims, and Trump chose to say nothing in response to Well, he gave questions. a very vague, really vague kind of, we'll research that, we'll get into that, we'll fix that. Yeah, and I'm wondering if he's going to come out now with a statement, if he's going to say, to. he has no, to, right? He'll have to. He'll have to come out. But the, the, the thing that's terrible, and, and this is a tip that I try to give to everyone, you know, one, everything you say and do is a message, including saying and doing nothing. So, you know, you really have to be mindful of how you're showing up. And we show up the same way everywhere. So, you know, how people are showing up on stage is how they're going to show up later. So we really want to be mindful and, and look at that. And you're, you're, it's funny what you said with Bush stumbling, because he's not the greatest speaker. He stumbles and bumbles. Yeah. The reason is the opposite of Trump. You said Trump's comfortable with skin. I'm just going to put it out there, and you're going to respond the way you respond. Bush is trying to second guess and be something else, project something else. And when you do that, takes a lot of brain power because you're, you're playing a role. You're trying to, and you got to consistently play that role. And like you said, he's not sure who he is yet. Erica, that was great. Thank you for being on. Erica Peetler. Um, it's at Erica, E-R-I-C-A, Peetler, P-E-I-T-L-E-R. is her Twitter handle, com is her website. And uh, thank you for being on. And the new book is called what? Uh, Leadership Rigor. Leadership Rigor. And you can get it, I'm guessing, in bookstores and Amazon? Absolutely. Thanks, Peter. Thank you for having me. No, thank you very much. You sound like a good leader. I'll talk to you again (laughs) soon. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Talk Radio 790 KBC. Peter to the Live continues after this.